0: Happy holidays, my friends. We did it. We made it through the year. Time now for rest and inspiration. This week is a best of episode. I'm sharing a favorite episode from this year that I know you'll enjoy. I'm also sharing some cool things via email. So if you are not on my list yet, hop on over to sandrasky.com and click the yes, inspire me button and send me your info. Thank you so much for being on this journey with me. I'm super excited about what the new year holds for all of us. You're listening to The Long Game Podcast. I'm your host, Sandra Sciano. You know, sometimes when I sit down to record, it feels like I haven't talked to you guys in a while, when in reality, I'm recording all the time. So, hey, hi everybody. Good to connect again. Summer is coming and the world is opening up and I for one am very excited about the warm weather. You know we're all partaking in events that we missed from simple dinners with friends to graduation parties and weddings. So it's a good time to talk photography and taking great pictures whether of people, food, landscapes or events. So today on the Long Game Podcast we're talking iPhone photography. who are going through the same struggles of building a business as you are. We'll hear from successful entrepreneurs sharing their long game strategies and I'm fun, so we're gonna have a little fun along the way too. Thanks for being here, let's get to today's episode. this before that i went to art school and have a bachelor of fine art and photography was my concentration you know i have used my training in a number of different career paths that i've been on you know in a bfa there is classical training art history understanding design concepts painting <laughs> this one was not a um, area of interest for me i am not a painter and then i added in photography classes interpretation of images, how to convey your message with imagery, and then the execution of that image, time in the dark room, and applying different development techniques. You know, it's funny that we are now in this Instagram world because so many of the Instagram filters that we are also familiar with, they are based off of classic darkroom techniques. So I first started photography in the 80s at around 10 years old. You know, I would take photos of my friends and pets with the Kodak 110 camera. And after that, the Kodak disc camera. Oh, yeah. You know, I've got some reels of the uh, disc negatives in my basement somewhere. So I'm going to have to dig them out to post when this episode goes live. You know, I studied photography all through high school and college. And, you know, I've spent a lot of years understanding ways of seeing. And if you are at all nerdy like me, you know that I'm referencing the book by John Berger. You know, his text, uh, which is based on a series of short films that he created in the 1970s, establishes that seeing is first. We see first. It sets our place in the world. Seeing and recognition come before words. You know, you've got to see it, recognize it, process it in your head before you can speak about it. So, ways of seeing and understanding imagery. It's so important. I might have to go and like dig out that book. It might be a pool read for me this summer and I'll drop some quotes around along the way. Have you guys ever done that? Like gone back through like books that you've read a long time ago that were really impactful on your development? All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get back on track. Not all the time do people use their degree for their career, though. You know, I always thought for myself that I waned in and out of using it. But I realize now, looking back, that I actually used it. my my degree all along. Shortly after graduating college, you know, I was using my photo skills as a professional photographer to shoot the hip-hop music and fashion scene of the late 90s. You know, this time was a midway, heyday, cultural revolution. There was like a whole scene happening. You know, it's fun to look back now and see all the people back then who were icons, who influenced the next generation. You know, and I'm gonna have to also dig out some of these old pics too, because if you love that late nineties era of hip hop culture, you know, I've got images of KRS-One, Rakim, Busta Rhymes, you know, early Dave Chappelle, Wendy Williams and more. It truly is a time capsule. But working with brands, you know, that also requires a design eye. You know, you've got to understand branding aesthetics and be able to bring ideas to the table. What works? What doesn't work? What could work? My art school education, it developed that muscle in me and I reinforced it through use over the years of working with brands, and, and I'm applying those learnings still by working with brands. And you know, and that's the thing about understanding classical or foundational concepts. It's that whatever comes next is built upon them. So we're gonna cover some foundational concepts for taking good photos that you can use with your iPhone. All right, there are so many different ways to use photography for your brand. You know, your website, your social media, for blog posts. You know, one of the key things is to think about what you need the imagery for. You know, from there, you can develop a starting plan for the photos that you want to take. You know, and of course, you know, I always talk about being in the flow. You know, if you get into a zone when you are filming, like, let it flow and see, see where that takes you. But having some direction is really good to give you, you know, a starting point and keep you on task. You know, I do want to just comment, too, that this time period we're in of digital photography, you know, it has really moved the barrier of taking too many photos. You know, when I was in my early photo work days, it was all film. You know, digital in those days was a $20,000 camera. So film it was, and there were limitations, 24 and 36 images per roll of film. And with my medium format um, Hasselblad camera, it was 12 images per roll, you know? And so there is nothing more freeing now than being able to snap away to capture You know, that smile or just the photo you want. So digital, I mean, I'm totally embracing that technology. And we've got it in the palm of our hands. We're all carrying it around with us. So, you know, I have clients who start out using their phones for their website photos, you know, and of course for social media because we're all always snapping as we're going but I'm working with a client right now who is taking this approach. You know, she's doing her own photos to get things up and running and we'll do a photo shoot to come. And, you know, I do love a good photo shoot and I am a proponent of investing in the photo shoot and in the time of thinking about those images, you know? And I I actually have an episode coming up next week where we're going to touch more on this and branding photography as well. But you can start out doing your own photos on your phone. So we're gonna go over some tips and some classical foundational concepts that you can apply. All right, first tip, swipe left on your home screen for a shortcut to the camera. There is no more typing in your passcode and tapping on the camera icon before taking a photo. You know, this is a shortcut to use all the time. When you see the photos you love on websites and Instagram, you know, there are concepts that the people who snap those photos are paying attention to to create them. So we're going to go over a few of those concepts. Number one is composition. You know, this is paramount and this is really where knowing where you will use your photos comes in handy. You know, do you need a vertical? Do you need a horizontal? And there's a photo composition concept called the rule of thirds. And I'm going to put a link in the show notes, just an article so you can check it out. But basically you want to divide your, your screen into thirds horizontally and vertically. So you're making a grid and you want to place the objects or the people on The third grid portion, so the lower portion or the upper or the left or the right. So not everything is smack dab in the middle of the photo. You know, and this rule visually creates a more engaging image. You know, it really emphasizes the subject in different ways. And you can get help with using the rule of thirds on your iPhone by turning on the grid. The iPhone comes with a grid that you can pop on and all you have to do is go to settings, camera, and have the grid toggled on. So when you open up your camera, it'll actually have grid lines for you to line things up. And check out the article that I'm linking to as well. It's got some visuals to explain how the rule of thirds works. So that's really one thing to think about. And so many of us are using our phones for images of ourselves, you know, and it's great when you do, you know, you've got to really think about what you need this photo for. Because if you're snapping a selfie and you've got only your arm length away, you are going to be so much bigger in the frame than if someone else is taking a photo of you or if you are using a tripod and you're stepping away from the camera a bit more. So think about that. You don't want to always have yourself be full You know, When you're creating images for your website, let's say, or a headshot, you want to be a little further from the camera. And that's where composition also comes in. So that's another one to think about. And you can always, I want to say, when you are not so close to the camera, it gives you the ability to, um, there's more flexibility when it comes to cropping and things like that. So you can zoom in, you can always blow yourself up if you need to, but pulling back a bit. That's like one of the biggest things I say, even for people who work with professional photographers, have your photographer take a step back because we can always pull in and crop. So big composition lesson there. Okay, let's talk about background a little bit. You know, one of the best things you can do to boost your iPhone photography is to be cognizant of what is happening in the background. Is there a tree growing out of your head because you're standing in front of it? Or in the case of Megan Fox at the Billboard Music Awards, a broom and a dustpan propped up next to her red carpet look. You know, I'm gonna put, you've gotta go, I'm putting a link in the show notes. You've gotta go click on this link in the show notes to see what I mean. You know, it's a beautiful photo of Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly dressed to the nines for the Billboard Music Awards and their cleaning supplies are making an entrance with them. And, you know, especially when the background is kind of gray, like for them, it was like a cement wall. So, you know, this oversight sticks out like a sore thumb. So third up or grid up your photo and take a few extra seconds to look beyond the subject. What is happening in the background? Catch it, fix it, move your person around, do all you can. All right, composition, that was one. Background, number two. And lighting now, we are on number three, lighting. Okay, there's a few types of lighting. There's outdoor light and indoor light. So let's talk outdoor. Shade is best. You know, we're outdoors a lot for the summer. It's best to be in shade and taking photos under some kind of cover and awning if you're outdoors. Full sun is really harsh. But if that's all you got, you know, try adding the flash to fill in the um, shadows. Basically, this is turning the flash on in bright sunlight and popping it so that it fills in the shadows underneath the eyes, for instance, so you're not just like dark, dark eyes and everything and you can't see. So indoors... Nothing beats window light. You know, it's natural and less harsh. And, you know, one thing you need to think about is the direction of light. You know, if the light is coming strongly from one side, you may need to in the light or reflect it onto the other side. And this can be done with a professional reflector. You know, these are not expensive and they pop open to flat discs and one side is white and one side might be gold or something. And you've probably seen them, you know, people holding them at photo shoots on on the beach and they're reflecting the light. You know, again, same idea. They're reflecting the sunlight to take away those dark shadows So you can do this inside as well when you're using window light. You know, another option for this is to use a white foam core board and bounce the light off of that. And, you know, when window light hits the reflector or the board, it bounces onto the side of you or your object that has the less light. And this is something really to pay attention to if you're doing product photography. So you can set something up in the window and then put a white foam core board or reflector there, and that will even out the light that, um, even out the side that doesn't have the window, isn't facing to the window. You know, we can talk, I'm not going to go into big detail here because I think I need to do another show on this, another episode on this, but of course, then there is artificial light, you know, electric light, plug it in, put your little clip light on, your ring light as well. Those are super popular and they work really well. So you can use your artificial light indoors, you can use window light indoors, and then you can do outdoors. Okay, so one more comment on light. The better your quality of light, the better the clarity of your image. You know how um, when you try to take a photo at dusk or low light and your, uh, your image appears really grainy? Well, that is about the quality of light. You know, when you have good quality of light, bright enough and reflected, for instance, there is less grain to the image. And this comes off as much more of a professional photo. You know, one thing that all professional photos have in common is good lighting. So not having it, not having lighting is the first clue that you are DIYing it. So keep the emphasis on your beautiful face and not the grainy pixels. Get some light going. All right, next, while we're talking about photos of us and people, let's utilize the portrait mode on your camera. You know, this blurs the background so the focus is more on you. This mode is based off of the concept of depth of field and it gives the effect of depth of field without having to adjust an aperture. And as far as technology goes, this is huge because up until the onset of this mode, it was all handled manually, you know, setting the depth of field. And you really had to understand what you were doing with the camera to achieve this effect of blurred background and sharp image of person. So use that. That effect really works well for portraits. and But you need to be a few feet back, you know, again, not holding the selfie arm so much, you know, setting it and walking into your camera frame. Okay, another iPhone mode that is super fun and helpful to use is the Blitz. Basically, holding down the camera button and taping, taking multiple shots in succession. you use this when you're trying to capture just the right smile or if you're at the pool trying to get the cannonball off the diving board shot. But, you know, You're going to hold it down and then you're going to have to go through each of the shots and pick the perfect one. But that's another good way if someone's in motion or moving around a little bit, even turning a bit, you're going to be able to catch that right thing, that right shot. And I have an image that I'm going to link to in the show notes here. Photographers, professional photographers use this all the time. Paparazzi photographers, you know, they capture just the right shot by doing blitz. And there's a shot of a princess... Kate Middleton at the uh, funeral that occurred earlier in 2021, and she's looking right at the camera. And the reason that they were able to get that is by using the blitz mode on their camera. So I'm going to link to that as well, just so you can see it. Okay. So here is a trick that I learned a long time ago. And I actually apply all the time. You know, it's one that you never hear anywhere. You know, I've read so many articles on photography and, you know, I never really heard this. It was knowledge that was passed down to me. So listen up for some real insider knowledge. You know, we all want clear, sharp photos. You know, they look the best. You know, nothing like scrolling social and seeing a mess of blurry, fuzzy pictures posted. You know, so the way to clarity in your photos is to hold still. To reach this point of zen in your photography, hold your breath when you're snapping a photo. You know, just the instance of not breathing in and out steadies your camera and creates clearer photos. And I'm not, you know, big on saying, shh, you know, this is a secret, but seriously, this is super stealth and no one ever talks about it. This technique holding your breath applies for any photos that you're taking. People photos, object photos, and especially low light photos, because those are more subject to the movement of the camera because the aperture is open for longer. All right, another way to steady the camera, because we've got to have, you know, steady as your friend, is to use the timer function. You know, set your camera up, invest in a tripod, set it up on a table and use the two second or the 10 second option, you know, and hop into the photo yourself. And you can do this if you use the 10 second option. You know, you can really get good photos of yourself at a distance of you working on your computer or writing at your desk and different things like that. And there are also all sorts of fun gadgets like selfie sticks and all these you know, other type of things to help you take steady photos. In an upcoming episode, I'm going to go over uh, different equipment and gadgets that I use. For now, though, just focus on these basics that we're talking about. And one last item I want to mention when it comes to iPhone photography is that all these concepts that we've been talking about today, they apply for people and for things. You know, not always you or other people are your subjects. Think outside of yourself for your brand and take in the environment around you. The rule of thirds can really help you take amazing landscapes and seascapes and cityscapes. You know, you can also take still photography shots with your products like lifestyle photos, but use the rule of thirds. That's why you see Product photographers, they're putting things in the foreground and other things in the background. Not everything is always lined up evenly. You know, use the window light and understanding of this concept to bounce or reflect light and fill in when you're taking photos of your products. And my ninja trick of holding your breath for a steady photo will improve any photo that you take. So go out this summer. Snap away on yourself and, you know, take in your world. Bring your audience in with who you are, what you see, and what you experience. Try different vantage points, different ways of cropping. The power you hold in your hand for your business, it's pretty amazing. So go on out there. You know, that's it, everybody. We're going to wrap it up for this week. But you know, have a great week. Enjoy the start of summer and I'll see you next week. Thanks for joining me today. You can access more info and the show notes at thelonggamepodcast.net. If today's show connected with you in some way, please share it with your friends or hop on iTunes and leave me a review. Until next time, keep playing the long game.